Welcome to the Karis Christian Center podcast. Let me give you just a couple of scriptures that we're going to give and act like the Bible is true. Praise the Lord. One of them is Isaiah 32 and verse 8. The King James Version, Isaiah 32, 8. The King James Version says, The liberal deviseth liberal things, and by liberal things shall he stand. Uh, but for political purposes, we're going to change this to other translations. <laughs> and the word there really is the word generous. Everybody say generous. It says, A generous plans generous things, and by generous things shall he stand. In other words, your generosity will affect how you stand. Wow. In the time of challenge, your generosity will have an effect on how you stand. Amen. Let's go to another verse, Proverbs eleven twenty four and 25. You know that verse. And King James says, there is a scattereth and yet increaseth. There is a withholdeth more than his meat and it tends to poverty. Then again, it uses the word liberal. We're going to use the word generous, right? So it says the, the generous so shall be made fat. He that watereth others shall be watered himself. You like that? And so I love Proverbs eleven twenty four, where it says, There is a scattereth and yet increaseth. There is one that withholds more than is appropriate, tends to poverty. So I studied that scripture for many years and couldn't quite figure it out because I thought if you withheld or held on to your money tighter, you'd have more money. But here he says, if you hold on to your money too tight, you have less money. <laughs> so he says, There is a scatters and yet increases. So other translations say one gives away. And still he gets richer. Another one keeps what he should give and he is poorer. Uh, so for years I thought, I better take my giving serious. Because when you're giving, he said, you'll give and it will cause increase. So God said, I didn't design giving for you to decrease. You need to write that in your Bible. God did not design giving for us to decrease. Actually, Jesus said, when you give, it's going to come back, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Anybody had those kind of results? Amen. And so the tithe and the offering, God said, I'm going to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. You don't even have room enough to receive it. So God didn't design tithing or giving for you to have less. He said, I'm going to open up something supernatural and your barns will be filled with plenty. Amen? Yeah. So you're never afraid of giving when you understand that God's the biggest giver and that your generosity accesses his generosity. Yeah. Uh, Y'all still here. So the Lord told me one time, he said, if your giving don't affect you much, neither will your harvest affect you much. Are y'all still here? In other words, if you don't take your giving serious and you can just give and it don't affect you much, he said, when the harvest comes in, it won't affect you much either. Yeah. But when you're giving with all of your might, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is 1 Chronicles 29. The whole chapter is about giving or generosity. 1 Chronicles 29. You should read the whole chapter sometime. It's really about the psalmist David 
and about him receiving an offering in the whole chapter of 1 Chronicles 29. And David said, I have prepared with all of my might. In other words, when it's time to give, David said, this is really important to me, so I have prepared with all of my might. I've set my affection on the house of God. I have of my own proper good. He said, I'm giving. Then he uses the word over and above. So I read that chapter probably 50 years ago. And the Lord said this to me. He said, over and above giving will produce over and above living. So David said, this is not my tithe. This is not my regular giving. This is over and above. Amen. And so it says that he said, I prepared with all of my might. And David was one of those kind of guys that all of his might. When he danced, he danced with all of his might. When he gave, he said, I'm giving with all of my might. Come on. When he praised, he praised with all of his might. In other words, he put everything, spirit, soul, body, everything he had, his affection was set on the work of God in the house of God. Amen. So then David told how much he gave, and he gave one and a half billion dollars, turned to his mighty men, said, how much y'all want to give? And there's 400 mighty men. When they came to David, they were distressed, discontent, and in debt. But after they hung out in the cave of Adullam with David, who was a giant killer, who had a spirit of faith, and he knew about the covenant that he had with God, and these guys that were distressed, discontent, and in debt must have got out of debt, and they must have got happy. They became David's mighty men. And when it came time to give, the mighty men always show up. Let's try it one more time. I said, when it's time to give, the mighty ones always show up. And so his 400 men came and they started giving and their offering. And when I figured it years ago was two and a half billion dollars. So one day they had four billion dollar offering for the house of God. Wouldn't that be nice if you had to have the armored cars come and pick up your offering from church? Well, that gets CNN talking, wouldn't it? If the armored cars had to come and pick up your offer. Amen. And so they gave. And then after they gave with such generosity. Everybody say generosity. generosity. Now, some people actually think they are generous, which is sad. Some people think they're generous until they run into somebody that's generous. Are y'all still here? Some people haven't updated their generosity in 40 years. But generosity is given beyond leaving your comfort zone a little bit. Amen. And stretching. Uh, years ago, I asked the Lord, I said, how will I know when I'm generous? Since generous is different amounts to different people. Because anybody can be generous. So I'd like to know when I'm generous. How will I know? The Lord said, oh, you will know. I said, well, how am I going to know when I'm generous? He said, when you are generous is when you give and you think about it for months later. He said, if you can give and never think about it again, it's probably not very generous. But when you give, I've given. How many have given before and you thought about it for years later? I got two nods and maybe a grunt. But how many of you give and you thought about it for years later? You say, I remember the time. 
Come on, when the spirit of God and the spirit of generosity set me free from my stingy self, amen, and set me free from the control of the fear of money or the fear of lack, and I gave beyond my power and what I was thinking, and wonder what happened after that. Years ago, we had a preacher come into our church, and he had been a blessing to us. And so I wanted to bless him, but man, I didn't have the money right there, but I knew I had some money in savings. It all got quiet just then, didn't it? I knew I had, somebody was, that's all I got, except what I got in savings. So I knew I had some money in savings, and back in those days, all I had was $25,000 in that savings account. And the Lord said, well, why don't you just bless him with that 25000 I said, uh, wow, so... So I gave it to him, and he started crying. I said, I ought to be crying. You ought not be crying. I said, but I just wanted to do something special, generous for you. Wow. Well, I thought about that for years later. And the Lord said to me, do you remember when you gave that 25000 I said, I will never forget when I gave that 25000 <laughs> He said, I want you to add it up because that was $25 million ago. In other words, I thought I needed the 25000 but the plan of God, I really needed the $25 million, So I sowed a seed that matched what my future was going to look like. Are y'all still here? In other words, when you sow generously and you think about it, Really, I think generosity can really get your attention so much that you can really think about it for years later. I went to Brother Hagin's camp meeting, and wow, I would take a 500 at a time and a 1,000 at a time, and finally I got to where I could bring uh, I brought 5,000. And Brother Hagin would always say, whatever he's going to give, double it. And I brought 5,000. So I asked Trina, and she said, just double it, you know. And I said, wow. Amen. <laughs> So I just went ahead and doubled it. I call it grab a corn stalk, swing out over hell, and spit in the devil's eye. And after I did that, the devil said to me, what are you going to do if all that giving don't work? I said, it's going to be sad, I can tell you that. And I'm going to tell everybody it don't work. And I ain't going to tell people stuff that don't work. So he said, what are you going to do if all that giving don't work? And the Lord said to me, don't be intimidated by the devil. You talk back to him. So I said, devil, what you going to do when it does work? Because God said, I said, God said, I'm going to multiply your seed sown and make all grace abound towards you. So I quit thinking subtraction and I started thinking multiplication. What's going to happen when God multiplies that seed sown? Praise the Lord. I started getting better at it. So I got to where I brought 50,000 to Brother Hagen because I learned so much from him. I just wanted to tell him, thank you. And I got there and he said, whatever he's going to give, double it. And I went, now you're starting to get my attention really bad here. Wow. You say, what did you do? Man, I just doubled it. 
You know, when I did, I started jumping all over the place. Amen. Uh, the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. I think some people just give enough to irritate themselves. I mean, when you, when you get generous, you'll actually get happy about it. It sets you free from the control of money and the fear of lack, and you're trusting God, and my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. He knows my name. He knows my address. He knows knows my need. He even knows my dreams. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and laugh for a minute because uh, God, God loves. He doesn't just tolerate. I said, God loves. Come on, a lot of times we give God what we love instead of what he loves. Like I said, could I sing a song for you? He said, no, it's time to give. So, uh, God loves. You go, ooh. No, he said, it's time to give. Get your checkbook out and your wallet. God loves what? A cheerful, happy. So, imagine when you're giving generously and you're sowing generously and imagine God turning to Jesus and say, I love that. Come on, just imagine God saying, I love that. If God loves the offering so much, we should spend a little more time on it. I said, if God loves the giving part so much, it's what he loves. Let's try this out over here. I said, he really loves the giving part. He loves it. Let's try this out over here. I said, he loves it. Come on, while I was writing my check before church, God said, I love that. I just love it. I, I love that. <laughs> wow. It's easy to be generous when you know this world is temporary. Come on, you didn't bring none in, ain't taking none out. Amen. This is the one area God said, I double dog dare you to prove me and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? So when David, they gave $4 billion, his mighty men, then David started saying, Lord, you alone have given us this power to be able to give like this. He said, we're just really giving back to you what you've given to us. And then they said, Lord, keep this forever in the imagination of your people. They'll never forget this day of generosity. Wow. How many like to have some times in your life that you just give so generously that when you get to be 80, 90 years old, you'll say, I remember when I was in that meeting and I was planning on giving a little bit and the spirit of God got a hold of me and the grace of giving hit me. Come on. Have you ever been in a meeting where the grace of giving hit the whole place? Amen. I've been in a meeting with 10,000 people when the grace and the spirit of giving would hit 10,000 people and they ran to the front to give as much as they could give. Amen. Dad Hagen's camp meeting. But I've seen it other places. Actually, Dad Hagen said this. Uh, 
pastor, a friend of mine, asked him, if you were looking for a leader in your church, what would be the number one thing you would look for? Dad Hagen said, a generous person. He said, because somebody who's not generous will shut down the move of the Spirit of God. All right, let's try this out over here. He said, I'm talking about Dad Hagen. He said, generous. He said, because somebody who's not generous will hinder the moving of the Holy Spirit. Wow. That makes your giving even more serious, doesn't it? In other words, you're saying, Lord, I don't want to hold up anything you want to do, amen, in me or through me. And your generosity affects you not just financially. It affects you spiritually. Are y'all still here? Woo, hallelujah. So Dad Hagen said, don't get me wrong. One of his messages I listened to many times, and he just made this comment. He said, don't get me wrong. I've been just as anointed in receiving an offering for the ministry as I was ever anointed in a healing meeting. Yeah. All right, I'm going to tell you one more time because when Dad Hagen talks, I listen. He said, I've been just as anointed. Let's try this out over here. Feel a little bit of resistance coming from somewhere around here. Uh, he said, I'm looking for the drinking section. So he said, I've been, I've been just as anointed. Do you know anything about the anointing of the Holy Ghost? Amen. He said, I've had, I've had offerings where I was just as anointed in that offering as I was ever anointed in a healing meeting where cancer was leaving and tumors were disappearing and cripples were walking. He said, but while I was receiving an offering for the ministry, the anointing of the Holy Spirit fell. Woo! How many like to sow a seed come on this week and have the anointing of the Holy Spirit come upon you and God say, I'm going to bring you into increase like you've never seen before, not only financially but spiritually. I'm going to bless your church. I'm going to bless your ministry. I'm going to bless your job. I'm going to bless your business. The anointing destroys the yoke. The anointing. So when Dad Hagen would lay hands on people and Hit him in the head, he'd say, be blessed. That spiritual blessing translated into increase. Can you say amen? amen. Increase. Hallelujah. Everybody say generous. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 8 and 9 real quickly here. I'm going to look at the word generous again. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, generous. Praise the Lord. You don't want that on your tombstone. Here lies stingy. <laughs> Did you know the blessing of the Lord to make you rich and add no sorrow with it? Did you know the Lord told me, he said, when you will give generously, if you'll sow generously, he said, my sowing plan will outperform your saving plan every time. How many ever tried to save up money for something and you knew you was going to be 95 before you ever got that enough, enough money to buy that? <laughs> Come on, I was a preacher and running a ministry and I felt like the Lord wanted me to have a jet, so I started saving up money for a jet. Well, if you spend a million dollars on a jet, it's going to cost almost a million a year just to operate it. Hmm. 
you'll get an aviation education. <laughs> I've gotten one. Cost me about $10 million. Now, I started saving up my money. <laughs> They're a very expensive education. So I started saving up my money to get the first jet. And I finally got up to $200,000 in savings. I said, Lord, how old am I going to be by the time I get enough money saved up to get a jet? So I went to Brother Hagin's meeting and they said, we're going to buy a jet for Brother Hagin. The Lord said, how'd you like to give him your 200000 I said, Lord, it took me forever to get to 200000 I'll give him my 200000 You know, I'm going to have to live to be 100. <laughs> so instead of holding on to my saving, I sold out of the saving. And within two years' time, I had a jet. Flying. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Don't get mad. I didn't get yours. There's no shortage of them, actually. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You say, how did you get it? Not by saving for it, but by sowing for it. Oh, let's try this out over here. Some of y'all been saving for stuff a long time. Did you know that God's sowing system will outperform? Come on, Wall Street and every other thing and whatever they're giving you on the interest on your savings account. You say, I'd like to sow some out of my savings account and see what God can do with it. Praise the Lord. Generous. Everybody say generous. generous. All right, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Let me read this real quickly here. Taking a little bit of time because y'all are, are just a little bit slow. So I'm going to have to work with you a little bit here. So 2 Corinthians chapter 8, he talks about their generosity. Woo! Everybody say generosity. generosity. And it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, Paul talked about their generosity. Then it says he left Titus there. And look at verse 7. 2 Corinthians 8, 7. You abound in everything, in your faith, your utterance, your knowledge, your diligence, your love to us. See that you abound in this grace also. In other words, Paul says, you're doing great. Your faith is great. Your preaching is great. You're pretty smart. He said, the problem is, is you just broke. He said, but see that you abound in this grace. The grace he's talking about here is the grace of God concerning your giving, but not just your giving. Really, he's talking about the grace of God affecting your finances, which would be your giving and receiving. So he said, see that you abound, excel, come to the front and be known for your generosity. And he calls it a facet of the grace of God. Listen, if God's grace is so amazing, Let's try this out over here. I said, if God's grace is so amazing, I said, if God, how many think God's grace is amazing? We're sin abound, grace did much more abound. If, listen, if God's grace is so amazing in every other area, imagine what would happen if his amazing grace came on your finances. Man, you look at your checkbook and sing Amazing Grace. And when you look at your bank statement and sing Amazing Grace, you drive up to your house and say Amazing Grace. I know God got this for me. You get in your car and say Amazing Grace. I get in my jet and say Amazing Grace. Are y'all still here? In other words, God's grace is amazing. And he says, see that you abound in this grace. And he left Titus there to show him how to do it. In other words, it's possible to abound 
in one facet of the grace of God and not do well in another facet. You'll usually do well in the facet of grace that you think is important. But if you knew giving was really significant, you'd say, I'd like to really abound in this grace. I'd like to get good at it. I'm not just talking about my giving, but also what happens after I give, the harvest that happens. So he goes in chapter 9. He says this, uh, he that sows sparingly reaps sparingly. He that sows generously, bountifully shall reap bountifully. In other words, he says you're sowing, you're giving. You determine whether you want a bountiful or you want a generous. Amen. I know sometimes uh, we think the way we think. And so I had a pastor friend, a minister friend, really been a blessing to us. And uh, his birthday was coming up and he wanted a particular kind of a car. Well, there's a little group of ministers, friends with him. They said, well, how would you like to, we'd like to get him this car for his special birthday. So they said, uh, for all of our ministers to come together, our group, everybody have to give $2,500 a piece and we'll get him this car. So I said, uh, I'm in. So after I said, I'm in, this, another preacher called me. He said, did they call and ask you for $2,500 for that car for that preacher? I said, yeah. They said, what'd you say? I said, I'm in. Then he said, well, he don't need that car. I said, well, they never said it was a need. They said it was a dream. And when you sow into somebody's need, you'll get your needs met. But if you sow into somebody's dream, your dreams will come to pass. I noticed I never lacked for the dream car I wanted either. I mean, I helped him get it while I'm watering him. God makes sure I got watered. Are y'all still here? In other words, your, your sowing will affect you not only in your need department, but in your dream department. Praise the Lord. All right. Let me finish this. He says, sowing generously. How many of you like to have had any generous moments in your life? At church. But how about outside of church? Amen. Amen. We, we had a lady in, in my dad's church, and she's a single mother and had two girls. And, and uh, uh, you know, they're kind of minimum wage uh, status and not really highly educated and lived in a little frame house. And so I went down to where my dad pastored in Texas, and I stopped by their house and said, how y'all doing? And his two daughters, and they're kind of heavy set, and the mama's kind of heavy set. So I stood on the front porch, a wooden porch. Then I came on in. They said, come in. Why's your mama doing? She said, not so good. I said, well, how come she's not doing so good? They said, well, uh, she's three months behind on the car payments, and they're fixing to come and, and repossess her car. I said, well, well, tell her to come in there. She came in there. I said, uh, three months. How much is your car payment? She said, $300. So you're three months. So I, I opened my wallet, gave her $900 bills. I said, that'll take care of it. She said, oh, thank you. So she was real happy. And I said, I'll see y'all. I'll be preaching tonight at church. And so I walked out. And when I walked out, I could hear them in that frame wooden house jumping up and down. And they were going, mama, I told you the Lord would do it for you. I told you the Lord would do it for you, mama. And they were jumping up and down in that frame house. The whole thing was shaking. Mama, I told you the Lord would do it for you. And I went and got in the car while I was getting it. I said, thank you, Lord. 
you have empowered me. Come on, so that when I give, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 9, your generosity will cause many to give great thanksgiving to God. Oh, let's try that again. He said, your giving will cause many to give great thanksgiving to God. Let's try it one more time. Your generosity will cause many to give great thanksgiving to God. Woo! Amen. Then uh, we, we were up at Twin Lakes, and uh, her, her dad and mom lived in uh, Buena Vista, so we go to Twin Lakes and uh, we found out that Marilyn Hickey's granddaughter worked at a little hamburger trailer there, Twin Lakes. So uh, we were on the way up and go over the pass, you know, to Aspen. So I said, let's stop, you know, and get us a burger or something. So we stopped, and she was in there, Marilyn Hickey's granddaughter. Then she had another girl in there, and her dad talked to her. Her dad was a missionary in Pakistan. So I said, yeah, I know your dad. Said, yeah, of course, I know your, your grandma. So I said, give me some, give me a burger. And I said, we just want to bless y'all. So gave him a hundred dollars a piece. They're ORU students. So I gave him a hundred dollars a piece. They went, oh, thank you so much. I said, you know, y'all are so thankful. I'd just like to give you another hundred. So I gave him another hundred a piece. They went, oh, thank you. I said, y'all are very thankful. So I said, I gave him another hundred dollars a piece. They said, Whoa. Oh, that's amazing. So I gave him another $100 a piece. He ended up with $750 a piece together, and the whole trailer was rocking. They said, that's more than we'll make all summer long. They will never forget that day when God arranged the blessing to come to their little trailer, and God can arrange it for you if you can arrange it for somebody else. Come on, do something crazy, extravagant. Amen. Amen. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Come on, that God is going to open up some things supernaturally. I know it's June, but we got six more months in this year, and I'm not expecting a normal six months. I'm expecting a supernatural six months for the next six months of this year, a breakthrough financially that will hit you and your life, your family, your ministry, and you'll say, look what the Lord has done. I did so generously, and now I'm reaping generously. Go ahead and laugh for a minute. Ha, ha, ha. And God is able. I usually preach on this till y'all get happy. So if I was you, I'd get happy really fast. I, come on, God loves it when you give and you give generously. And come on, you're setting yourself up. Do yourself a favor. I said, do yourself a favor and quit being so predictable with your $25. And, and come on and double up sometime and scare yourself every now and then. God is able. Somebody said, I'm on a fixed income. I'd like to know who fixed it. There ain't nobody able to fix your income, no matter what budget you're on. If you'll do some busted budget, budget busting giving, God will do some budget busting harvest that'll come into your life. Woo! 
God is able. He's going to multiply. One more scripture here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter six. Can you find that? First Timothy chapter six. Wow. And here's what he says. First Timothy chapter six. And he says, charge those that are rich in this world. Verse 17. First Timothy chapter six and verse 17. Can you find that? Charge those. In other words, he's talking to a preacher, talking to a minister. He said, don't ignore the rich people, but talk to the rich people. You said, well, I don't know who the rich is. Well, because Trump ain't here. <laughs> Who's the rich people? Well, we did a little study. And we found out if you make $40,000 a year, you make more than 96% of the people in the world. I was, I was preaching in the Philippines a few years ago, and I had to spend probably about $30,000, $40,000 to pay for the whole conference. And then after I paid for the conference, there was a, a, a Bible school that had a bus. You get your check out. It's a Bible school that had a bus. <laughs> I had to preach long enough till you get it out. And some of y'all hadn't even started moving yet. But uh, they, they had a Bible school in the Philippines had a bus. Amen. And that, that bus was smoking when they came up to, to the meeting in the Philippines. And the Lord spoke to me while I was sitting on the platform the last night. He said, I want you to buy a motor for their bus so they'll have a brand new motor. So I asked the guy next to me, how much it's going to cost to fix their motor? He said, it's only going to cost $800. You can fix it like brand new. So I called that guy up, but I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I already paid $30,000. I think I've done my part. Isn't that a little bit sad? when you try to tell God how you already did your part. <laughs> Let me talk to somebody on this side of Come on, how many ever tried to tell the Lord you already did your part? Some of you, on Wednesday night, I did my part. You know, that, that, uh, I, I already did what I'm going to do. Come on, I explained. How many ever tried to tell the Lord how generous you already are? <laughs> and the Lord said, I want you to buy that motor. I said, Lord, I've already spent $30,000. Let somebody else buy my motor. I ain't buying him no motor. <laughs> Serious. That's a little, I'm, I'm, I'm on the platform. There's this man at the back, you know, he's 60 years old and all of his students in a bus, you know, and they had a, about 30 something students in that bus and smoking all the way up and probably going to blow up on the way down. <laughs> so I called him out. Finally, the Lord convinced me. I called him out. I said, brother, come up here. The Lord told me to give you enough money to fix your motor or get a new motor, so I'm going to give you $1,000 right now. So here comes this guy, 65 years, had a Bible school in the Philippines for a year. And he started laughing and rejoicing. It was well worth $1,000 just to watch him. He started jumping around and flopping around, and 35 Bible school students started kicking chairs everywhere. Come on, they're getting a new motor in their bus. And I said, oh, thank you, Lord. I got to be a part of that. I'll never forget it. Come on, then we had 15 Vietnamese that come to that conference in the Philippines. And I found out they made $100 a year. So I gave each one of them $100. And they started crying. The floor was wet with their tears. I gave them their annual salary. 
Then they started laughing. Then they were crying. I said, thank you, Lord. The next year, they brought 35 with them to the conference. I had to bring extra $3,500 bills in my wallet. <laughs> you say, what happened? Do you understand the, the anointing of the Holy Ghost that can break out when you break your tradition? Come on and quit trying to tell God you've already done your part and you've already done your generous part. Come on now. I mean, I'm, I'm already helping myself right now. Praise the Lord. I'm expecting God is able to make all grace abound so that you'll look at your checkbook in the next three months and say, amazing grace. When did that happen? It happened on Thursday night at that camp meeting. Come on, in Colorado Springs, the blessing of the Lord and the grace of God hit me. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Somebody say, how's he going to do it? It's not my job to figure out how he's going to do it. I just let him be God and let him open up the windows. Let him make the way where there is no way. Whoa, there is a harvest coming. Look at somebody say, there's a harvest coming. Woo. So why would he tell, charge those that are rich in this world? Why is he going to talk to them? That means anybody in America, that's us. We are the rich in this world. Come on, I'm preaching the poorest countries in the world. And we are rich here. I am a rich man. We are rich. Come on, you make 40,000 a year, you make more than 96% of the people in the world. So if we're talking to the rich people, look at your neighbor and say, I believe he's talking to you right now. Charge them that are rich in this world. I don't know what charge means exactly, but that's what we're fixing to do is charge. What does that mean? Da, da 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 Come on, say, hold on to the wallet, Margaret. He's coming after it. They're going to charge them that are rich in this world. Say, that preacher wants your money. No, I don't want your money. God wants your money because God wants your heart, but God wants your harvest. He wants you to have a harvest so you can say, God is the one that made me blessed. God's the one that made me rich. Yeah. Woo, God's the one that did it. Amazing grace. And he says, tell them, that don't be high-minded just because you got money. He says, and don't trust in uncertain riches. Some people say, well, I need to hold on to my money. You know, wouldn't it be great if the rapture took place in the middle of an offering? Come on, everybody's holding tight, you know. I got to have enough money to make it till I die. Come on, you may not live that long. What are you going to do? In other words, <laughs> right in the middle of it. How many would give better if you knew Jesus was coming soon? He said, don't trust in uncertain riches. The whole economy can shake, and everything you have is worse Less than half of what you got. And the only thing that will multiply is your giving. Amen. But trust in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. How many believe God gives you richly all things to enjoy? And he says, and charge those that are rich, verse 18, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute. So I said, but my money's all tied up. Come on, a good funeral will loose it. 
are y'all still here? Come on, I guarantee your kids are going to lose it. Come on, you might as well lose it and get credit for it. <laughs> Come on, baby, you're going to die. Your husband's going to marry a younger woman and buy her that car. Come on. So you might as well get credit for your giving. Ready to distribute. Anybody ready? Ready to distribute. Come on, I, I, I appreciate the faith of Pastor Lawson to have a conference knowing, you know, the expenses and everything going to cost. But he just had, matter of fact, my wife, just, we brought 10000 tonight, but I'm going to give another 10000 tomorrow night. You say, why? Don't get mad when you see my harvest. I said, don't get mad when you see my harvest. You said, that guy got a jet. How did he get that? He got it by giving. He didn't get it by saving. <laughs> Ready to distribute. <laughs> and then he says in verse 19, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. In other words, he says, your generosity is going to affect your eternity. Ready, rich in good works, ready to distribute. The message Bible says, charge those that are rich in this world and tell them they must be extravagantly generous. Boy, it's getting quiet already. Come on, people that are rich. This, this, is, the, this is the Bible. He didn't say just ignore it. He said, talk about it. Look at somebody and say, he's talking about it right now. He said, charge those that are blessed in this world and tell them to be what? Extravagantly generous. What does extravagantly mean? That means you give too much. Come on, somebody ought to tell you, he said, you, you're giving too much. My tax man came and told me, he says, you give too much. I said, I got to pay you. But he says, you give too much. I said, that's why I have too much. Figure that with your pencil. Come on, I didn't give myself into lack or decrease. I, I gave myself into increase. Uh, come on, I said, I'm giving myself into increase. Come on, how many like to act like your giving is going to produce increase in your life? Come on, God's going to multiply it. Come on, he's going to make all great. In other words, you're going to be uh, extravagantly generous. Whoa. Whoa. Unreasonable. In other words, the Lord said, why don't you give this amount? And you go, that's, that's unreasonable. Unrestrained, outrageous, absurd. That's beyond being reasonable. That is irresponsible. <laughs> Come on, how many like to grab a cornstalk, swing out over hell, amen? How many, if this was the last year where we were on the earth, how many say that was the most generous year of my life? I gave more than I've ever given. Come on. I'll give more than I've ever given, and I'll still have more than I've ever had. Go ahead and laugh for a minute and say, ha, ha, ha. Woo. 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 
I'm expecting the windows of heaven open up. Come on, the next six months, the rest of this year, it ain't going to be normal. It's going to be absurd, unreasonable, extravagant, what God is going to do in our lives. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. Ha, ha. Get you off and ready and run it up here when you're ready. If the Lord told you to double it, go ahead and double it. <laughs> Run it up here and say, I'm sowing generously, and I'm expecting to reap generously. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Glory, 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 glory. My God shall supply all of my need according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. Woo! I said according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. Let's try it one more time. According to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. Everybody shout glory. Come on, every time you shout glory, you're saying the goodness of God, the wealth of God, the abundance of God, the blessing of God. Glory, glory to God. His goodness. Glory, glory. Woo, more than I could ask, I think. Are y'all finished yet? Amen. <laughs> I was sitting in Brother Hagin's meeting, he said, First time I'd taken $5,000, I had to take it out of savings. And uh, I had 12000 in that account. I was believing for 100000 I really needed a million for the ministry. So I had 12000 It took me a long time to get twelve. So I took five, brought it to Brother Hagin's meeting. I said, this is, this is generous. I'm in a generous... I bet I'm out giving my whole row. How many ever looked left and right on your row and said, I bet I'm out giving my whole row? <laughs> I was one of Brother Hagin's meeting and Barry Hahn, the guy that was there, everybody gave a million dollars cash in one night and he came up and matched what everybody else gave. Wow. He said, how'd you do it? He said, because I learned the word and the Holy Spirit from Brother Hagin, and I went into business with $300. I turned it into $30 million. He said, look what the Lord has done. I want to give a million. Wow. So I brought my 5,000. Brother Hagin said, well, why don't you double it? So uh, I looked at Trina, and she said, double it. She, she's bad as your wife. I mean, she's like... <laughs> He just said, just double it. I said, Lord, that's about all I got. He said, that's all I asked for right there. I said, that's about all I got. <laughs> I was sitting next to a preacher friend by the name of Todd Bailey, and I didn't even know him then, but he was peeking at my offering. He told me later he was peeking. He ever peek at somebody else's offering, you just kind of look at him. Sometimes you want to say, is that it? Anyway, so I was peeking. Todd was peeking at my offering, and he saw me mark out the 5,000, put the 10,000. So I sold the 10,000. On the way home, I only had two left in the account, 2,000 left. And on the way home, 
The devil said, you stupid, you know, you are stupid. How many of you ever had that little thought in your mind? You know, you're stupid. I mean, you're unreasonable. You don't think like regular people. Come on, come on. This is not my budget plan of how you're ever going to be a success. And so I'm down to two. I needed 100,000. Believing for a million. You say, what happened? You want to know what happened within two weeks? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Don't y'all act holy. How many ever given and nothing happened in two weeks? You know what happened after the next month? Nothing. Nothing. I got my Bible out and I'm reading the scriptures. You know, I'm standing on the promises and I'm praising God. You know, you're not a very generous giver if you don't have to believe God for a harvest. Come on, if you don't have your Bible out going, I'll tell you there is a God, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Go, angels, ministering spirits, and cause the money to come. For the earth is the Lord's and I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Money comes to me. But if you just sit there, you just stand in your budget, man. You know. But if you ever hit generous, you're like, I'll tell you, there better be a God, and I'm going to stand on the word of God. <laughs> Devil, I'm going to shake this money right out of your mouth. <laughs> you know, you have to use your authority as a believer in the harvest. They know that she had to do that a bunch of times. And he's like, I got to sell watches. I got to sell my watches. <laughs> That's why he moved up to Rolex. I mean, you're going to get making $29 off of Timex. I mean, you got to get the Rolex. So, you know what happened the first month? Nothing. Second month, nothing. Third month, nothing. After third month, never happened before. Happened many times since. And one man came in and put $100,000 in the offering. Never happened before, but it's happened many times since. When he did, I heard the secretary Monday morning. She screamed. I thought a, a mouse got loose. In Louisiana, it could be a snake or anything in the church. She screamed, oh, pastor, somebody gave $100,000. I went, oh, my God. Call the bank and see if it's real. Anyway, so do <laughs> <laughs> Hope it ain't one of them fake checks and faith checks, you know. <laughs> Within nine months' time, that account went over one million dollars. Come on, it went up to twelve, went down to two, then it went to a million. Whoa! Come on now, God said, "I'm gonna make all grace abound towards you. I'm gonna multiply your seed sown." Everybody say multiply. Come on, the money's multiplying. The harvest is multiplying. Go ahead and laugh for a few minutes. Say, ha, 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 ha. Come on, if the devil tries to chicken you out, I said if the devil tries to chicken you out and tell you you can't afford to give, you say, I can't afford not to give, man. I, this is the best deal on earth, amen. Come on, the seed is guaranteed. I said the seed is guaranteed. Well, you know, you don't have to take really, really big steps, but you're going to have to do something. Yeah. Right. Something to make you stretch a little bit. Just a little bit. You have to stretch. Let me go. Oh, God. There better be a God. Stretch a little bit and watch him open. He said, prove me. Prove me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
When I first met Lawson, Pastor Lawson, he was a one French fry man. When I first met him. Man, you talking about a tightwad, I'm telling you. His wife, I mean, they're having to share one order of French fries, and she left him with one, and, well, he, he's got it all figured out. But uh, when, the, when the spirit of grace and generosity come on, the grace of God, with God, his possibilities, he went from $500 to $28 million. I tell people about him all over the world, everywhere I go. I say, you know, as a pastor, he's a kind of a short little guy, a little guy, you know, he's a nice guy. I said, not necessarily what you would picture, you know, from Bible college as the most likely to succeed, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here he is in town, you know, and he's got his boots on, walking up there, and He's preaching. He got $28 million. <laughs> Come on, when before he got a revelation of giving and receiving. Come on. Yeah. One French fry. Imagine what life would be like for you if I hadn't come and preached to him. Imagine. <laughs> you would still be out there feeding them cows, and Kit Carson is where you would be feeding them cows out there. Come on, God will break you out of your comfort zone. I said, come on, he'll break you out of your little world. Amen. One translation says the world of the generous gets bigger and bigger, and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. How many like for God to increase your world, let it get bigger and bigger? He said, I'm going to break you out on the right hand. I'm going to break you out on the left hand. Get ready. Lengthen your stakes. Come on, strengthen your stakes. Lengthen your cords. God said, I'm going to break you out. Come on, you might be struggling right now, but tonight God said, I'm going to break you out. I'm going to break you out of struggling financially. I'm going to break you out into all grace. Woo! Go ahead and shout about it. Say, glory to God. My God. Come on, go ahead and shout about it. God. Do we have any believers in here? Do we have anybody that says, I believe God. God is able to make all grace. <laughs> Lift your hands up right now. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. The anointing. Come on, the spirit of grace. The grace of God. God's ability and favor and blessing come upon your life. As you believe and as you have sown, the next six months of this year, God is breaking you out into new blessing like you have never seen before. Woo, come on. The next six months will not be like the first six months. The next six months, you'll break out into supernatural increase. I said supernatural increase. And you'll say, I know how that happened. It wasn't my intellect. Come on, it was the grace of God that came upon the finances of your church and your ministry and your business and your job. Go ahead and shout about it right now. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Come on, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his countenance shine upon you. Give you peace, hallelujah. The Lord bless you coming in. Bless you going out. Make you the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. Come on, blessed in the country. Blessed in the city. The blessing of the Lord. 
I said, the blessing of the Lord makes you rich and has no sorrow with it. Woo, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the Karis Christian Center podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, product, or more information about the ministry, go to www.karischristiancenter.com or call us at 719-418-4000.